So yeah, um, this starts with Xander, Xander's fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Playing, rocking out on stage uh, at the bronze. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I was thinking is, what kind of music would Xander play now to signify that he was cool in his fantasy? Oh. oh. I feel like it would be like really. It would be like, you know, like a really generic electro pop. Okay. Sort of like MGMT, but like worse, like that kind of thing. Like, I feel it'd be like a hands in the air festival electro electro pop. But I don't know. I don't know if you. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't remove Xander from this context. Like, mm. I feel like he wouldn't be Xander if he was now. <laughs> Xander I'm not convinced Sander likes any music, though. No, no, I mean, it would be like the kind of music that people listen to if they don't actually like music. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Which would but, be exactly, which is exactly why I think it would be yeah. uh, that kind of, like, kind of uh, identical electro-pop stuff. Um, just kind of along those lines, uh, as a little aside, have you seen the video of Biffy Clyro doing uh, WAP? Oh no, but my 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 timeline's full of people talking about it. Have do you I not? Have you engage? not? No, do you know what? I would say <laughs> definitely don't. What I watched it, I hadn't seen it, and then John showed it to me last night, and I don't Wait. think I'm going to be able to have sex again ever. Do do they do they like cover the video as well as the song? No, 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 just the song. But it's bad enough, honestly. But their their video is is different. Like they they don't do the whole like. No, it's a live like it's a live recording uh, of them like performing oh. it at a thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's completely, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm done with sex. Uh, it's just, it's... It was a nice, it was a nice run. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, bad doesn't even cover it. (laughs) Uh, No, I, I, I specifically haven't engaged with it, I have to say. I saw someone saying it had, uh, it set back the Scottish independence movement by 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It's yeah, really any any kind of sense of national pride I'd ever had has gone. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, sorry. So Xander, if he was alive now, would probably be doing cover versions of WAP where he changed Oh no <laughs> I don't know. He changed the word pussy to Xander. But that's a, that's <laughs> a really upsetting that's a really upsetting idea. You're drooling. And then he wakes up and is he is he in the science lab? Is that where he's having this fantasy? Yeah, he's in school, isn't he? He's like asleep in school. Yeah, yeah, and they're all in the lab and um this is the bit where Buffy gets held back by the teacher and he's like, you know, Oh, you know, I'd expect nothing less from the best from a mind as, as first rate as yours. And it's just like a little bit of like, oh, there you go. That's how you talk to children, Angel. You know? <laughs> yes. Look at this exactly, guy. Exactly, exactly. He's like, he's like 200 years younger than you and he knows how to talk to a 16-year-old. <laughs> what the fuck are you at? <laughs> oh, the lovely teacher. Does he have a name, the lovely teacher? Mr. Something. Mr. Something, yeah, I can't remember, but he's he's lovely. Yeah. Um. So and then he, but he, it doesn't matter. He's lovely because he's killed very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah, he is. Um, and then you know, theme song. Da-da-da. So then we go to the bronze, 
and there's a bit where Alexander tries to say hello with his face to the to the guitarist and he just makes this face at him um and i i i googled them and they're like a they were a band that were like a bit of a thing on the teen you know tv circuit at so the this is the band with the really shiny t-shirt man with this i have the shiny t-shirt written down here as well it's too it's really so shiny, shiny. <laughs> um and you know i think i might have recognized the song from one of the we had a couple of buffy cassette tapes weirdly although i hadn't seen the show when i was little we ended up with a couple of buffy cassette tapes in the car and i think i remember listening to that song and maybe my parents were fans i don't know but i seem to remember listening to this song on a cassette tape in the car at some point uh well yeah anyway so they're an actual band so then that actually adds another sen- another um <clears throat> bit of pathos into the scene because if we were you know teenagers in the mid 90s who knew who that band was to see that guy that guitarist making that particular face at Sander <laughs> at that moment <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Would 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 be a lot more cutting. It'd be like, oh my god, this famous <laughs> band are are just totally, you know, seen right through. Um. And this is yeah. I mean, it's a big it's a big it's a big Xander episode. We mm-hmm. have to be prepared for that. You know. We get a, a real about... glimpse of the toxic culture that has shaped Xander in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel. How many times you scored and he's like, oh, you mean... Are we talking today or the whole week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're really nasty, these boys. The boys in the bronze who are, yeah. yeah, yeah. We see where Xander's come from a little bit. A little bit of an origin story, I feel. Yeah, yeah. But still no sympathy, I'm sorry. No, no, I don't say this to excuse <laughs> him, just to explain him. Yeah. No, true, true. Uh, Angel turns up. Mm-hmm. He gives Buffy his jacket because she must be freezing, even though they're inside a club. And then I'm like, can they not afford heating in the bronze? Yeah, I mean, probably not. It's a bit of a dive, isn't it? Yeah. But they can but afford still, to have, it's... like, live, fairly famous bands doing live music most nights, including weeknights. And it's California. Like, how cold does it get? Yeah. Do you know? But I just think it was really weird, like, to be, to be inside somewhere. And then mm. someone be like, here, take my coat, you're freezing. Yeah, like, he just doesn't, he, like, it's actually really hot and he doesn't want, like, that would actually be a really, um, not slick move that I've actually not seen anyone do in real life. Oh, but, like, God. you know, if you don't want to pay for a cloakroom. <laughs> <just like, laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what he was. Maybe he didn't want to pay for the cloakroom, so he just put it on Buffy. Here, take my jacket, you must be freezing. <laughs> That is that is the best that is the best fan theory of Buffy I've ever come across. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, been there. and I, I would probably fucking be like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah, no, your theory is much better than mine. My theory was that they had another scene where they're outside, where he gives her the jacket, and okay. it's important that she has the jacket. But they must have cut the scene, smooshed them together, and then just have to give her the jacket in the bronze. But yours you know. is perhaps more likely, but I prefer mine. <laughs> no, I much prefer yours. I much prefer yours. He just he just didn't want to spend one dollar on the cloak. <laughs> it was ninety seven. It was probably like fifty cents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. God, you're cold. You can take it. What's next for you there? So is this? the 
point where we first meet Miss French? It is. That's where I am as well. And uh, Natalie French. (laughs) Natalie French. And my first question is... Is she Where from... is she from? <laughs> yes, I knew it! <laughs> France or England or Ireland? Is she American? Is she Russian? She can her be any accent, of these things. Her accent is divine. I thought divine. she was supposed to be... So I thought she was supposed to be, When I was a kid, I just thought, Natalie French. She must be French. French, right. You know, she has this... And she does speak in a sort of like, oh, I did you a do a Wait, um... Uh, she's South African. Oh! Now, I feel like, I don't know if she's written to be South African, uh, but the actress is South African. The actress is South African, and is that her speaking in her real accent? Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think that's her actual natural accent, because it's it's just sort of this, like, really ambiguous foreign accent that, like, I, like, I know South African accents are quite distinct, but That's like, not what I thought they sounded like. There's bits where it does sound South African. Like, when you know she's South African, you're a bit like, ah, oh, yeah. But then then it just kind of goes all over the place. And I feel like they got her to do a bad French accent and she, like, landed somewhere in between Interesting. the two continents. I'm looking for science 109. Um, can we try and, like, not now, but at some point, can we try and find her in something else? Oh, no, I have found oh, her. Oh, you have? Else. Excellent. Unfor- unfortunately, uh, we'll get a little bit further down into the episode. Okay. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, she's not speaking in the thing. I right. She's singing. Okay. She's singing, but but that is that is relevant to what we're going to discuss. But what I wanted to say first is um, exquisite casting. Uh huh. Be- because, I mean, she's beautiful. She's I don't marvelous. Do this, I don't do this to say that she's not a beautiful woman, but she does have. A very alien face. Really, yeah. Um, like her it, eyes and her the way her like her skull like it's beautiful. Is exquisite. She is carved from marble, but she looks like she's not from this planet. Like and that's alien why it's slash perfect. insect. Like she Exa- does exactly like her structure. Something to do with like the shape of her eyes and yeah, absolutely. Um. So. Uh, I don't know what your next thing is, but I've got a, I've got a mad fan theory, but I, w- I want to let you see if, if you've got any notes first. I mean, I don't think they're going to be the same as yours, but I mean, all I've, I've noted down, it's just like a series of like, yeah. So um, when her <laughs> head turns all the way around. Ah, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, like the first signs that we have that she maybe actually is a giant insect dre- uh, dressed as a human, when her head turns all the way around, and then when she gets out her cricket sandwich. Yes. So I love her so a, much. This is a good time for my fan theory. Yeah. Okay, excellent. I'm ready for it. So she's in the classroom. And she is talking about mant- man- mantis. Mantis. Yeah. Is that the plural of mantis? Like two mantis? We actually, in primary two, we did a project about rainforest and we had a song about rainforest and it went, there's the and birds and insects too and praying mantises, mantises. Yeah, cre- in, in Brazil around the Amazon creatures live in trees. There's something, something, <laughs> insects too, and praying mantises. Yeah. Oh, okay. So mantises. Mantises, so she is, yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm not going to say that our song that we learned when we were six was definitely accurate, but oh, no, I mean, we I, definitely sounds, rhymed mantises with trees. It sounds legit to me. Um, <laughs> so she's really into mantises. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, really, like, she's so into them. And she's in the classroom. <laughs> Oh well, no! Here's the thing. Right. This is this is, this is where I maybe diverge from the from the show. Oh, um, okay. Come on, bring it. So she's really into. It. She's telling all the classmates about how amazing mantises are uh-huh. and how incredible mantises are, and she's like not trying to hide the fact that she's a mantis woman in uh-huh. any way at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which I feel like if I was a mantis woman, I would maybe be a bit more subtle about. It. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there is nothing ugly about these unique creatures. My theory is that she, uh, so is she, so we're kind of presented her as if she's a mantis that takes the form of a woman. Yeah. That's kind of like the way she's presented in in the show. Uh, I think she is a woman who has decided to become a mantis woman because she fucking loves mantises so much. Because she has the zeal of a convert. Yes, because like you and me, we don't <laughs> we don't go around being like, oh, humans are amazing. Right. I because love we're comfortable. humans. We're comfortable in our identity. Do you know what I mean? Whereas she's just like talking about mantises. They're amazing. And mantises are amazing. I'm going to eat mantises. I'm going to fuck mantises. I'm going to make you a mantis. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Like, I think, I think that she has become so obsessed with mantises that she's done some sort of, you know, hoax pocus to become a mantis woman herself because she wants to be a mantis woman. So I don't think that she's actually like a mantis who takes the form of a woman. I think I think she's a woman who has wholeheartedly like married into mantishood consciously. Um because yeah, I don't I don't I don't even think mantises mantises like are, mantis that, are that, that into <laughs> are that into mantises. Um, and I also was thinking, like, I think if she was a woman who decided to become a mantis, she'd be much better at, like, navigating the complex processes of getting yourself listed to be a substitute teacher at a high school. Yeah, 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 you're right. If I was a giant mantis, I feel like that would be quite an uh, intimidating prospect, like, how am I going to do that? Whereas if I was a woman who had decided to become a mantis, I would already yeah. know how the, how the human world works, how to get put on the substitute list. Because, you know? I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of how it works in the American system, but, like, over here, I think you have to do, like, a decent bit of teacher training in order to become any kind of substitute exactly. teacher. So and, then, uh, the, yeah, yeah, that would be... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge just... Like, there are easier ways to find prey if you're just a praying mantis. And then the next thing uh, related to that, where she talks about, oh, the female is larger and more aggressive, and she's just getting so hardy talking about it, and I'm like... Do you know, maybe she's like, so my theory was maybe she's like second wave feminist. Okay. Who just became really obsessed with the idea of like strong female mantises. And that's how she decided to become a mantis because she felt that oh. it would embody, it would embody strength and femininity and femalehood. And, and, and that's, that's why she's become a mantis. I think you're onto something because it's really quite like an undeveloped part of the plot they never really explain very much about like even when they discover who she is they're like okay she's like a bug person but like they don't really explain like how she got to be a bug person or like you know where she came from and yeah like it it makes a lot of sense yeah because you know you just be what you be like I (laughs) 
you know, like, <laughs> like as a human, as a human, like I don't, I don't really think about being a human very much. I definitely wouldn't like, you know, work my way into a classroom of praying mantises. <laughs> and, and then like show up and be like humans are ace like men and women Did are pretty much the same size <laughs> <laughs> but we pay them different it's amazing <laughs> the female is larger and more aggressive than the male um, uh, yeah so the as much as what's explained about her is um Giles says, like, they could they call her a she-mantis. That's right. <laughs> but then he says, like, oh, it recurs in the literature or whatever as, uh, you know, sirens and succubus and whatever. So the sirens thing is what's relevant to us because the other thing that I found Ms. Natalie French in is Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh! where she plays one of the sirens. Oh! So she obviously got typecast as a, you know, dangerous predator, seductive, uh, supernatural siren lady. Uh, I guess so! Her, her two most prominent roles are one of the sirens singing, you know, that Go to Sleepy Little Lady song. Yeah. And, uh, and Buffy. So I thought that was like quite a little, quite a neat little connection. Oh, go Natalie French. I would cast her to be, I know the character's called Natalie French, not the actress. But I yeah. would, yeah, I would cast her to be um, a sexy alien bug seductress in any film that I was making. The California mantis lays her eggs and then finds a mate to fertilize them. Uh... So yeah, that's that's my that's my theory about teacher's pet. That's my theory about the whole episode, basically. Aww. It's like it's like I want to I want the prequel where she she goes on a long journey of 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 deciding to sort of become a mantis and and how she reaches that and stuff, you know. Ah, I love that theory. That's really really good. <laughs> okay, so, uh. Xander immediately falls in love with her. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, the creepiness... And... Huh? Oh, no, go on. I was just going to say, the creepiness of her trying to get off with him is really diminished by the fact that they're the same age. Of course, yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, if, like he was, if he was 16, it would be quite creepy, but, yeah, they're both, like, late 30s, early but 40s. I've, I've, I've written this down, uh, the <laughs> bit where Xander says, oh, you wouldn't know... What, uh, what an older woman could see in a younger man. And Buffy says, I know, uh, a younger man is too dumb to wonder why she can't find someone her own age and too desperate to care about the surgical improvements. Huh. So more sex negativity from Buffy. Yeah, very much <laughs> Ageism. So. Yeah, Ageism, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, horrible. I mean, no, teachers shouldn't see those students, though. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, obviously. But in general, you don't, need to, you don't need to resort to ageist tropes, Buffy. No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, inexplicable moments. Oh, please, feed me them. Why does Xander have so many big, chunky rings, including one shaped like a coffin? Like Wait, what? 
Who is he? There's a scene where you just see like Xander's hands and he has all these big chunky rings and he's got a ring shaped like a coffin. I have, I've never noticed that. He doesn't seem like a ring man. Yeah, well, exactly. He doesn't usually have lots of big chunky rings, but there's just this scene. And yeah, who is he? Why does Willow fancy him? Why does Willow fancy him? Oh, by the way, I've got I've got Natalie French's name here. Her name is Musetta Vander, which is a great name. Oh, that's absolutely her name as well. Yeah, they yeah, just should like they should have used that name for the character rather than Natalie mm-hmm. French. Uh, fantastic Cordelia moment. Oh yeah, yeah, hit me. When she goes to the cafeteria and goes to the fridge to get her medically prescribed lunch. That's right. I really enjoyed that as well. Oh. <laughs> and she um, just swans into the cafeteria like we never would have been allowed into the kitchens at school. Yeah, no, no, no. She, those she those ladies were right fierce. Uh, so what happens next? Uh, Buffy goes hunting for the the man with the fork. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, they have a wee fight and stuff, and then he's scared of he's scared of Masetta. Uh, which uh, is that our first hint that she's weird? I mean, she's already really. I mean, into no, yeah, she's been far too into fantasies already at that point, but um. Mm-hmm. Has she not already turned her head all the way around and eaten a cricket sandwich as well? No, no, no. We got we got a wee bit ahead of ourselves. Oh, is that later? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite soon, though. So, so then Buffy gets caught in the hall with uh, Principal Flutie, who makes her go to therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it's a beautiful, beautiful Cordelia moment where uh, she's like, you know, one minute you're, you're minding your own business, and then the next minute it's like, who's in the fridge? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that we should kill a teacher every day just so I can lose weight. I'm just saying when tragedy strikes, we have to look on the bright side. <laughs> so then this is the next bit is when, is when Natalie French just does a, a full-on exorcist twist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So by that point, we know there's something up with Natalie French. And also just very needless. And again, if I was a mantis, I would have been a lot more subtle about it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Whereas Absolutely. if I was just so high on being a, a mantis woman, then I would, yeah, be using all of my neck churning, I, you know, kind of uh, my, my neck straining powers at every opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, she's trying to like lure young men so that she can eat them, right? Like that's her whole thing. So if you're going to do so that... So that they can... F- no, no, no. The eating is, is incidental. Uh... She needs them to fertilize. Oh, right. Okay. So she like wanks them off into her. Well, that's, it's never really specified the actual mechanics of it. Um, We'll we'll, we'll get there. It's kind of at the end of the episode, but but still it's, it's quite, yeah, it's, it's left a little bit. It's actually very dark, you know, Mm. like, like when you think about it, it, it because it's a big uh, mantis lady, you kind of forget, but it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty dark. Definitely. And especially if, I mean, I think if these uh, young men were played by actual teenagers, it would be a lot darker. <laughs> like, yeah. the kids in Stranger Things who are about the age of... The actors who play the kids in Stranger Things are about the age of the characters in Buffy. Like, if you imagine those little kids uh, doing this, it becomes that becomes <clears throat> oh, a lot God. darker. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be creepy. Mm. Um, 
and there's a little seed thing where she's because everyone's doing a pop quiz or a quiz or whatever that that's like why they're all in the classroom together and she says eyes straight ahead to the classroom is that like is an like, insect reference well it's i mean it's the fact that her eyes aren't well i guess her eyes aren't straight ahead because she tells everyone to be straight ahead and then she spins her head around oh yeah uh, so Buffy runs to Giles and says, you know, that she's an insect or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she says, plus her outfit screams predator. She's yes. wearing like a cardigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's wearing like a completely like typical, typical Teacher-y. like substitute teacher outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like a cardigan, a wee blouse, mm. you know. Um, yeah, just, you know, Buffy just taking these cheap shots constantly. <laughs> taking these cheap shots um her fashion judgments often do feel a little bit thrown in so oh so i have a i have a little story here oh excellent uh she runs into xander and she tries to tell xander that you know she's a big bug Uh uh-huh and xander thinks that buffy's just jealous or whatever uh and then Buffy's like, oh no, it's I, I've read about it. It's called pheromones. <laughs> so, uh, do you know about like people buying pheromones? I've heard of it. So, so what's really interesting? So I had friends, and I shouldn't name her, um, for this story. But uh, somebody I knew an undergraduate and she was studying psychology and she was like doing this uh, project about pheromones and, or something. And she was reading about them. So basically pheromones, like the, you can't buy pheromones as a human uh, or you can, but they wouldn't work because the point of a pheromone is like it, it, all of our pheromones are like a particular shape mm-hmm. and they carry particular information about us. Mm-hmm. So using someone else's pheromones wouldn't really like work okay. because it, it would be like, um, I, I forget, I forget a lot. This is like literally about 10, 12 years since I've thought of this story. But um, one thing that you could get is uh, you can buy oxytocin. Ah. So oxytocin is the, is the I guess, hormone or whatever that's released um, in bonding. It's like mm-hmm. what's released when like mother's breastfeed, it's released when you have sex, it's released when you cuddle. It's like, it like promotes closeness and it makes like, it promotes trust and stuff. So um, I keep almost saying her name, but she was going uh, on a date and she f- saw that you could buy this oxytocin and she was a psychology student. So she decided that she would do an experiment and spray herself with oxytocin before she went on the date. To see if it had any effect. Risky. And apparently, like, the whole night, the guy and her were chatting. He'd just be, like, be chatting and he'd just be, like, oh my God, I, don't, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, like, and then he'd, like, tell her some sort of, like, you know, oh. personal story. And then he'd just be, like, I've, ne- I've never told anyone this before, but, and then, like, tell her another, like, personal story or whatever. And, like, it would go on and go on and go on. So then they ended up, she ended up going back to his. And, um went to the bathroom i don't know like the next morning or something and when she came back into her uh, when she came back into his bedroom uh he was like smelling her scarf oh my god yeah uh so 
I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it was like a story that I got told firsthand from her. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's pretty sketchy, to be honest. Do you think that, like, do you think that it was the oxytocin or did he just really like her? I don't know. Like, the, 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 the smelling the scarf thing is a bit weird. And that's, like, where she had, like, sprayed it all, like, on her neck. Oh. Um, uh, so either you believe in it and it's not cool. Like, it really wouldn't be cool yeah. to do that, do you know? Or you don't and it's just, like, a pile of shit and maybe it's not that interesting story. But um, anyway, she believed in it enough that she was like, oh, no, like, I'm not going to use this again because I actually believe it works. So... Was this a legit I, university, like, project? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. She, was write, she was writing an essay about it, and then she decided to do this, like, on the side. Right. Um, well, I mean, there's only really one way that we can find out if this is so true when or we not. Put in our order, when we put in our order for <laughs> potassium... We'll also get some oxytocin. We'll buy some oxytocin. So what she ended up doing is her dad had, like... um. Her dad had a job interview, uh, like that month, so she sent over the rest of the bottle for him to wear in the Whoa. interview. <laughs> and was just like, yeah, no, like I'm done with it. So did he yeah. get the job? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, dad, right? We're gonna we're gonna have to do some research. Oh, she's gonna yeah. have to be a follow up. <laughs> That'll be one of the notes for the. I mean, we definitely episode. won't be able to try this until after the COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> because no, we're no. not allowed to be anywhere near people that don't already trust and love us. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But at um, some point at some point we'll test this out. <laughs> I know, I read all about it. It's called um a pheromone. Poor Carlisle. Carlisle who did the interdisciplinary research in entomology and mythology and now he's in a secure psychiatric facility. <laughs> yeah i like how they just like bugs entomology and mythology and it's it suddenly sounds like a really really kind of highbrow thing and yeah everyone's like what's that entomology and mythology so he studies like myth- mythical bugs i guess so uh was it was it some teenage boys in the cotswolds went missing was that it in the cots in the cotswolds something along those lines yeah so he kind of like knew about Miss French and her people. The she mantis. The she mantis. The she mantises. The she man. So, are, is it is, is she the she's not the only she mantis. Uh. No, I I think I think she already exists. If someone who's an entomologist and a mythologist, maybe she is the only. Maybe she is the only sea mantis. See see. She mantis. She mant. See she mant sea by the seashore. <laughs> um. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe my theory is right. And like, you know, since the 70s, like a big group of sort of second wave feminists all decided to become she mantis together. Oh. <laughs> and now they're all TERFs, you know, so. <laughs> There's so much in this CD, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Carlisle. And then, and then uh, Xander goes around to the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, What's the thing about... Uh, so I've just written here needs, comma, ointment, comma, wanking, question mark. Your notes are crazy. So I think he says something to her about like... He says something that is like, oh, nothing that like doesn't involve ointment or something. Needs should definitely be met as long as it doesn't require ointments the next day or... 
Which see, it seems it seems to suggest that he wanks himself until he needs ointment. Oh wow! Okay. Which is you know upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Over um, his uh, it's especially upsetting when the only access to porn he has is like in middle age, middle middle ages engravings, medieval engravings. Mm. I mean, I guess he has to try twice as hard because that's all he has. So maybe that's why he needs the ointment. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh. Um, but the real Miss French is a hero in this I episode. I absolutely adore the scene where Miss French meets the meet the real meets the real Miss French. So this is Miss French's identity. She's stolen to become a substitute teacher. Yes, the old oh, lady. Oh, so this this answers my question earlier about like, did she do teacher training or whatever? No, my bad. She, she stole just, this she woman's stole identity. identity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Matt, before the internet, things were great. You could just steal someone's identity in 1996 there and get a job probably, in a You probably still had to have to like understand the system and the admin enough to yeah. like fake your way in and stuff. But yeah, she's just stolen this old lady's identity. Um, and then they were like, we need to find Miss French. She goes, no, dear. I'm, I'm right, right here. here. Yes, I absolutely <laughs> loved her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, I love her so much. So she, she, oh, so this seems really strange as well because like, Miss French is right there, but Buffy's like turning round to like Buffy's like, oh, she's done this. She could be anywhere, and Miss French is yeah. So she's like yeah. talking about this praying mantis lady, but like not explaining anything to Miss French to the real Miss French. She's standing right there. It's really bizarre scene. And then as well, she's like she's not like a doddering old woman. She seems very about herself. She oh knows my goodness! Her budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she knows her budget. She knows her excuses. And she's more always, she's more in control of her life than I am, definitely. Um, she and she's uh, she's so proud of her work. I love her. I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's yeah, amazing. Yeah. She's good. Um, do you know who the actress though uh-huh. is? Ron Howard's mom. Who's Ron Howard? From like Happy Days, the ginger guy. He's like a director. Okay. Okay. His, do- his daughter is Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, basically. Oh, yeah. I don't know enough about yeah. pop culture. Sorry, I don't know these people, but she's great. I love her. She's she's fantastic. She's fantastic. And by extension, I love them. No, dear. I'm right here. So then we're in the, the lair. Mm. Um, and we discover he's... that she only preys on the pure. On the pure. But obviously uh, we know that being a virgin definitely does not mean you're pure because... Xander is a virgin and he's not pure. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the virgin, the virgin thing. So I think this was maybe like the first time I came across a sustained, uh, sustained engagement with the word virgin mm. at a like at a young age, where like I had literally no idea, like what it meant. Like I was watching this when I was like seven. Yeah. Seven or eight. Um. And, God, uh, I feel like kids at my school might have started teasing each other for being virgins at about seven or eight. <laughs> we used to call it like a, you'd be called a frigid. Uh huh. Um, if you hadn't kissed somebody, it with was the tongue. for us. It was a VL virgin lips was if you hadn't kissed <laughs> someone with tongues, and that was VL. to be a VL was uh was like quite embarrassing from maybe age ten or something. Virgin lips. Virgin oh my God. lips. See, this yeah. is yeah, this is the city and the country again. I would mm. say, uh, being a frigid became uh something 
that like very immediately was shameful at 11. Like, you know, at uh-huh. 10, it like just wasn't a thing at all. Like it wasn't right, a thing. And then at 11, yeah. it was like, oh my God, how could you not have kissed someone? It was like, there was no transition. There was no... Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, no, before 10, 10 down, we were all, we were all pretty innocent. Um, of but I feel things. like none of us really had. We just were supposed to start pretending that we'd kiss someone from age yeah. like eight or something. And, and you know, you certainly had that, like you knew what, you, you had an idea of the concept of sex, even if you didn't actually know what it involved. Mm. And you had the paranoia that everything was about sex. So, you know, I knew that virginity had something to do with sex, but I didn't, you know, know at all. And um, maybe that's better because maybe it would have been really horrifying if I actually knew what was involved whenever she lays her eggs in front of Xander. And you can, <laughs> I'm sure you can like, you can hear them squelch out. And then, and then she's just like, Kiss me. Kiss me. And yeah, it's like, is he supposed to, does he need to fuck her eggs? He might have to fuck her eggs. There are some really horrible sound effects in this scene, I feel. And it's even nastier because, like, just before this scene comes about, is she not like, oh, come round to mine and we'll make, make paper mache eggs or something? Yeah. Which is really horrible on a number of levels. Like, one, because it made me think about, like, paper mache and, like, that kind of material and that kind of texture. But <clears throat> also just because that is something that you might do with like a really young child so like the yeah fact paper that it's mache it's like something if you were like really gross if you were like babysitting somebody be like yeah, yeah let's make some paper mache they are, you know they're kids she's looking after them and you know for a moment you can forget that these are these are 40 year old men and start imagining that they're actual teenagers and then it gets quite upsetting uh um so yeah then uh i don't know is there much more to say about the the time down layer uh i mean just that it's disgusting i guess yeah i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty like you forget it's like you forget because this is such a comical episode in a lot of ways not comical like on purpose it's mm. just it's a very naff episode but if if the previous episode was about like you know the the teenage so the the monster in the previous episode the supernatural thing is like a witch but like the teenage thing that they're dealing with is like this like overbearing mother who's living through her daughter so in this episode the supernatural thing is the she mantis but then the the real life thing they're dealing with is sexual abuse um kind of yeah i mean i guess the overwhelming real life thing for me is is sort of it's more like, um, I mean, I, no, I don't know if it's, oh, I mean, it kind of is sexual abuse, I guess, literally. But it's more like... Uh, it's the, not treated the, the, in that way, though. It's... it's more It's more like the fear of being confronted with sexuality okay, uh, sud- okay. suddenly. Yeah. Do you know? It's like, it's like whenever, whenever it becomes, it's like suddenly you're 11 and it's suddenly really shameful to, to be VL or whatever. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, okay. Like, it's like... It's like the, the, the fear of just you're just thrust into the sexual 
world where everyone's talking about it but like you you're you're not you don't really know that much about it or whatever i don't know do you know that, yeah that's my kind of you're theory. right actually it's sort of it's sort of it's sort of the period where sex is both something you want but it's also like quite scary and grotesque you're you're right i think yeah because it's it's a really grotesque episode and then like yeah there's that kind of bit at the end where it's like um oh, she only went after you two because you two are like the only virgins in the school or whatever. Um, and then they're really horrified by that. And Willow's like, no, I think it's sweet. And like, yeah. So like feeling like you're maybe left behind, um, left behind your peer group in terms of sex. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Because it isn't like, yeah, it isn't a particularly dark episode. And like there are dark episodes later on in Buffy. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, it's like, it's dark when you think about it. Like, it's dark when you yeah. realise that sh- this giant mantis is trying to get Xander to fuck, it, fuck her eggs. Yeah, but, but... the way, it, the, the, the feeling <laughs> and mood of the episode doesn't, like, it's not yeah. really dealing with a lot of awful shit. But this is a question. Uh, per, per Mr. Science Teacher, uh, yeah. has never had sex in his life? Oh... Oh, I guess he hasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. Mean, well, I mean, maybe, maybe she prefers virgins, but you know, she will, she will take an old man. <laughs> I I don't know. Oh well, like you know, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I hope that he. Yeah, I hope he's just he hasn't wanted to have sex. Maybe he's asexual. Maybe he was a priest before. Yeah, you know, it could be anything. There are many stories. Uh, but there are those eggs, which the episode ends with. Because mm. the episode ends with, you know, zoom down and there's like eggs in the locker or whatever. Uh, which we never see again. Um, do you remember this? No, tell me. I don't remember this. Oh, there's, not, there's, not, there's nothing to tell. Basically, at the very end of the episode, it's like they're in science lab again and there's like a new teacher, but he's like really boring and he's not, and Buffy looks really disappointed because, you know, it's this new teacher doesn't believe in her in the same way and um then she like finds his glasses and like lets them on the table and it's like some tinkly piano that's like very kind of mournful and oh yeah i remember this and then the camera like goes down and i think it's either under the desk or in the locker or something there's all these paper mache eggs um so that's why i'm like well presumably he could fertilize them for her i don't i don't know yeah, it's definitely um, an episode that the the whole kind of mechanics of the situation are never fully developed, and maybe no. that's for the best. Well, luckily we're here to develop them. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, lucky. So. You're lucky, Joss Whedon. You're lucky you have us. Uh. And then um, the very end, Angel says that Buffy can keep his jacket. Uh-huh. because it looks better he says it looks better on you and that appears to be the line that finally wins Buffy over to Angel doesn't she not say like oh man or oh god or, or something but does she like, not oh she looks she looks kind of lustful she looks mm. lustfully at him oh no as in she, she says it in that way like oh I'm in trouble oh but yeah thing. like oh I think I actually fancy him because he said it looks better on you baby it's just it's just so unbelievably corny. I'm so disappointed in her for being won over by this. Yeah. And it's also it's just not like an indoor uh piece, you know. Yeah. 
like she's in there in the bronze like it's a very it's a very big heavy jacket you know you're not going to go dancing in that i'm sorry no it's the kind of jacket you what do you do with it you leave it in the cloakroom you leave it in the cloakroom you you suck it up and you pay two pounds leave it in the cloakroom and you know you'll be happy later and it's fine when you need to go out for a cigarette you'll be on drugs anyway you won't even feel the cold yeah and then like yeah you maybe have to queue for it a bit at the end but that's when you make your make the best friends exactly exactly <laughs> In the um, cave in the cloakroom. I think that's a good spot to end on. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait till we can go dancing again, Ash. Oh, I miss I miss a cue to the cloakroom. I know. Why do I miss a cue to the cloakroom? It's awful. I miss it so much. <laughs>